Hey guys, it's Timmy, and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited. As tonight was WrestleMania night one, night one. Boy, was this such a good show! I loved the crap out of everything. Like I enjoyed everything on tonight's show. Usually, you watch a pay per view or a, a Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, and you go, eh, "This is all right. This was good." Nah. Oh, 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 everything tonight was so, so good. Boy, do we got a lot to talk about. And they did keep it into that four-hour mark. Um, I thought they were going to go less. So then we got the Pat McAfee stuff that nobody really knew about, except for I think, and I'm going to talk about it later. I think Michael Cole actually knew this time. I don't think it was a secret for Michael Cole, but boy, boy, boy. Was WrestleMania night one, WrestleMania 39 night one, such a great night. Also, first thing I want to say, kudos to that stage. That stage looked fantastic. The set for WrestleMania this year, they killed it. Best stage since WrestleMania 33. I'll say that right now. One of the best they've ever done, in my opinion. And like I said, the best one since 33. 33 was the one in Orlando with the big Universal Studios globe-looking sign and the roller coasters and stuff, but so much to talk about, so let's get through that brick and roll. I want to say thank you if you're watching live, twitch.tv forward slash pwunlimited or youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited, or if you're watching later on YouTube or listening on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime or access to anybody's Amazon Prime account, then you, well, have Prime Gaming. And Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and it always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I greatly appreciate it if you did. Right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, like I said, it doesn't just have to be your Amazon Prime account. It can be anybody's, whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle, anybody. Also, remember to head over to YouTube if you want and become a channel member to subscribe over there. As a channel member, you can get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access non-news videos, and so much more. And finally... Head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game like The Last of Us Part 1 or Crime Boss Rock A City. Whether you're claiming one of the free games, which right now the free games are... Pull those up right now. Where the heck are they? They're not showing on my screen. They are The Silent Age and Toonchi. Whether you're buying one of those games, they're getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys. Well... Use this code right here, PWUnlimited at checkout, and you can be supporting us at no extra cost. Remember, use code PWUnlimited at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Please no spamming the chat. Time you out first time. If I see it again, you're going to get banned. But with that, we got a bunch to talk about. I've got the wrong thing on the screen here. Bingo, bango, bongo. Also, if you guys want, since it's a pay-per-view, 
Take your calls and your text messages. Remember, you can text into 510-906-1341, or you can call 510-906-1341. Put that in the live chat right now. Call or text into 510-906-1341. We will take those at the end of the show. And give me two seconds to make sure it is scrolling across the bottom of the screen so you guys do know, because it might not be. It might not be. It's not. So let's pop that in there right now. Uh, boom, 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 boom. The text number will show as well. So remember, you can call in or text. We'll do that at the end of the show. 510-906-1341. So as far as the show itself does go, and let me, for my fan on, it's getting a little warm in my room. Give me four seconds. Oh, I turned the light on. I don't know who pulled my cord. I never have that light on. I use other lights. But as far as the show does go, the show kicked off. I can, oh, I should pin it. Thank you for reminding me about that. I don't really put much in the chat, so I forget to pin stuff. There we go. It's pinned up there as well. If you guys want to know the number and stuff, there we go. Thank you for reminding me on that, Tezo. I always forget about that because I don't put much in the chat myself. Anyways, the show opened up with Becky G singing America the Beautiful. Tomorrow, it will be country music superstar Jimmy Allen doing it. We then got the WrestleMania intro cold open video with Kevin Hart. And then I love these West Coast WrestleManias because we get so much daylight. And I just think it looks cool in the daylight when it's still bright outside. And SoFi Stadium is an indoor-outdoor stadium. And... Even with that, it looks like an outdoor stadium fully because the roof is more transparent than anything, but the sides are kind of open. There's a lot of openness on the sides to let light in and rain if it rains. Shouldn't rain this weekend. Didn't rain today. Shouldn't rain tomorrow. Slight, slight, slight chance of rain on Monday, but that's not going to affect Raw because Raw's at the Crypto.com Arena. So then we get Snoop Dogg and The Miz in the ring. Miz is the host of WrestleMania, and Snoop Dogg is the dog father of WrestleMania. So ever since the WrestleMania, what's it called? Ever since the WrestleMania kickoff party last year at SoFi, they've been doing this thing where they gave Snoop a special championship, and then he lost it, and other celebrities keep finding it, and then it just appeared at Mania, and he had it. So I don't know what the whole six-month storyline of he lost his belt and other celebrities had it really did. But it didn't do, didn't do much. So Miz said that he and Snoop had a lot in common. For example, Snoop had been in over 50 movies while Miz was in Marine 4, 5, and 6. Well, Miz forgot to also mention that Christmas movie he did with Paige or Soraya. Snoop was okay with this comparison and put over the fans. Miz plugged the two main events. He said that we have two main events tonight. Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley well as the Usos against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which we know the main, main, main event was them tag title match, which I'm going to give some stats about that later. And then Miss says, let's kick this off. The first match, let's go Austin Theory. So, as Austin Theory was coming out and making his entrance, Corey Graves congratulated Michael Cole right before Corey Graves came out. Or, um, not Corey Graves, but right before, what's his name, Austin Theory came out. Corey Graves congratulated Michael Cole on, do, on commentating his 20 Second WrestleMania, which is the most of any announcers in WWE history. Michael Cole 
and then started to bring up Make-A-Wish and talked about how WWE is the biggest partner of Make-A-Wish and John Cena's done the most Make-A-Wishes, Make-A-Wish deals ever. And then we got a video highlighting WWE's Make-A-Wish program. Then they cut to the stage and there's a bunch of kids up there and then Cena came out and Cena interacted with all these kids on the stage. And I'm going to say right now, I don't care what happens tomorrow, what cool entrance Cody gets, what cool entrance Roman gets. If Gangrel comes out with fucking edge. No, this right here. And maybe it's just because I'm a dad. This right here, Cena with these kids entrance of the weekend entrance of the year, just because of that. And also Cena got G.I. Joe inspired graphics on the screen. They're like comic book G.I. Joe style graphics. Got a new t-shirt and everything. Very cool. T-shirt ready up on shop.com before Mania even went live. So again, Cena comes out. He interacts with the kids. It's a huge pop from the crowd. And then beelines to the ring. Fortunately, I don't think Stu was working the camera. He didn't say, we got to go to work, Stu. He just, like, he just said, we got to go to work. So they put over that John Cena is going for the U.S. title. And in 2004, at WrestleMania 20, John Cena actually wrestled in his first WrestleMania against the Big Show, winning the U.S. title. This match itself between Austin Theory and John Cena did go 11 minutes and 19 seconds. So Cena had the early charge of, of, of action here, I guess you can call it, until uh, Theory kind of bit at his ear, if I saw that correctly. That's what I wrote down. The frustration was seen on Cena's face. He kind of conveyed it to the referee, and Theory decked him from behind. Basically, it looked like Cena was like, you see what just happened? What did we, you know, what the happened? Um, Theory then used some vertical suplexes and a blockbuster right before a rolling drop kick. Cena then dodged another dropkick attempt and applied an STF, which really got the crowd going early here. Theory again bit at Cena and got out of the STF. Cena went for an AA, but Theory slipped out and hit a DDT for a two. Theory held a headlock, but Cena did get to his feet and hit his usual comeback, which delighted the crowd in SoFi. Cena then hit the five-knuckle shuffle with his bald spot all in full glory. And then accidentally knocked over the referee as Theory had, or Cena had Theory in the AA position. Theory then, or John Cena hit it and got him in the STF and he's tapping. Theory's tapping. Theory's tapping. So Cena's like, he tapped. So Cena lets go and goes like this. And it's like, oh, I won. I won. Oh, crap. The ref's down. I didn't win. So Cena notices that the ref's down. Theory gets to his knees and oof. Just low blows John Cena. Hits him with the A-Town down. The ref kind of rolls over and sees what's going on. One, two, three. Austin Theory retains the U.S. title. Austin Theory and still United States champion. Pull up some of my other notes here just so I have them. Basically just the, the match order I have right here. I write it down just so I got it separately as well. So... Yeah, Austin Theory did defeat John Cena. No need for Cena to win the belt and then hold an open challenge just to lose the belt. Nope. Austin Theory wins the match. I thought it was a good match. A decent 11-minute match. I mean, nothing super special or anything. It wasn't like one of these super blockbuster Cena matches. But, hey, a good, good, 
if not almost great opener. Great way to get this crowd hyped up at the start of the show. Titus O'Neil enjoyed commentary for the men's tag team showcase match. This was a fun eight and a half minute match for sure. So the Viking Raiders got to show off a lot during this match, even though they did not win. Chad Gable gave Strowman a crazy impressive Chaos Theory suplex, and the crowd gave, gave him a big ovation where he yelled, uh, Thank you! Ivar then tried to go for a moonsault. Well, actually, he was going to go for a splash, but Valhalla climbed up on the apron and was like, Ivar, turn around! And so he did the moonsault. Dawkins moved and he missed. Strowman followed this up with a splash off the top. It was just a normal splash. Michael Cole called it a frog splash, but whatever, on Ivar. And then everyone broke it up. Like, everybody broke up the cover here. Otis then gave Strowman a world's strongest slam. And there was a massive Tower of Doom spot where four people held up Montez Ford long enough for Ricochet to fly off the top and knock the group over. Strowman then ran around the ring, knocking everybody over but Dawkins. And... Um, actually wiped out Dawkins and Aarons with a shooting star to the outside. Give me one second. There may be some breaking news. Well, I'll, I'll look at that after this match. Ricochet tried a SSP in the ring, a shooting star press, but Dawkins got his knees up. Dawkins held Ricochet on his knees for forward to then hit a frog splash. Cool looking like double team here. And then, well, Dawkins pinned Ricochet to pick up the victory. Street Profits get the win, and celebrate with a great, great, great ovation from the live crowd. So I really enjoyed this match. A lot of spots and crazy dives and whatnot. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't see Montez do his dive over the post to the outside. I was fully expecting it. Maybe I missed it with so much going on. But give me one second. We may have some breaking news. Um... Um, let me see. Nothing that I could see now. Somebody told me that Fifel put up a post about Vince, but I don't see it yet. So, as we move forward, maybe mm, they'll send it to me. Anyways, very fun match. I really enjoyed it. We get Xavier Woods backstage with Liv Morgan, Butch, Ridge Holland, Tyler Breeze, and Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. Woods said that they're running a simulation for the next match, Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul, where Seth Rollins defeated Logan Paul. I think he said something along the lines, I didn't write it down, but he said like 58% of the time from the multiple simulations they did, Seth Rollins won. Well, Seth Rollins won tonight in a match that went 16 minutes and 16 seconds. So they had some guy from, I think he was the Los Angeles Philharmonic, and all he did was the... Like, you know what I mean? He did the... He was the like an orchestra conductor. I should know this. I was in band for five years. Um, And so he was doing his thing, you know, and the crowd, which I don't know if this was actually the crowd, 
but they were the oh, oh. But whenever he'd do his, you know, key change and the it was perfectly timed, the music and all that. So I don't know if it was actually the crowd and they were just super on cue or if that was a a thing that played over the speakers or just for us watching on TV. I don't know. Also, interestingly enough, so the guy in charge of advertising and getting sponsors and stuff for WWE did an interview recently or earlier this week and said that there would be some, quote, fourth wall breaking between what we see watching TV compared to what people see live in the building. I noticed none of that. There was nothing. I thought maybe it was like AR graphics. Only saw one with a big Ray mask on the screen at one point during Ray's entrance. Other than that, didn't see no fourth wall breaking. So I don't know what he was talking about there. But the conductor led the audience, I guess. It didn't really sound like the audience because it was too perfect. But whatever. Seth then came out. uh, Fire going off. Only one of two people that got pyro for their entrance, which is interesting. And Seth came out. Pulled off this crazy looking jacket to reveal, well, I'm paying homage to God dang Jeff Jarrett. I'm going to pull this up on the screen. I'm going to pull up my tweet because I show it here perfectly. My tweet that said, hey, he thinks he's Jeff freaking Jarrett. So let's pull this up on the screen really fast. Where did I tweet it? Uh, Here we go. So, I tweeted out this. Oh, wrong button. So this is what Seth was wearing, and I tweeted out, Seth paying tribute to Jeff Jarrett here? Question mark? Because look at Jarrett there. The top. Of course, he took the top off before entering the ring and stuff, but... Jeff Jarrett-esque. Jeff Jarrett-esque. Logan Paul also had a cool, I guess, intro. It was off, like, if you're looking at the stage, right and back. And he had a mic on. He's like, Los Angeles, hey, what's going on? And he is holding on to this zipline thing, and it pulls him up. And he's like, yeah, I can see everything. And then he just ziplines down to the ramp. Kind of cool. But as Logan got to the ramp, and I'm drinking a prime energy myself, one of the prime hydration drinks was there on the stage. And what I mean by that is somebody in a big old prime mascot suit. <clears throat> and everyone on Twitter is like, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. At first, we don't know. We don't know who it is at first. We do find out eventually. So the two start off this match where Rollins was in control for a bit until Paul chucked him from the ring and then followed later with a buckshot lariat, which they call the Maverick lariat. Paul also punched Rollins in the stomach, and the announcers noted that he has some screws in his hand that makes his hand more or stronger than a normal hand and more powerful and deadly. Paul in control. But he missed a setup moonsault, step up moonsault, and Rollins made a comeback, which included three consecutive suicide dives. Rollins then stomped Paul's right hand right into the steel steps, right in front of the big old prime bottle mascot. So Paul 
countered a pedigree at one point, and they traded cradles until Paul punched Rollins right in the face. Took Paul a little bit to make the cover, but Rollins did kick out. Paul might have been getting ready to go for the stomp, but Rollins caught him and hit a sit-out powerbomb for a two. Paul was then in danger when the Prime mascot yoinked him out of the ring. The mascot then ripped off the face, or the, the, the spot that covers the face, and he's like, hee hee hee, it's KSI. Yep, KSI, the other owner of Prime, was there with Logan Paul. So, Seth does like a dive through the ropes. I can't remember if it was a regular dive or a dropkick dive. But he knocks over Paul, but Paul gets up and shoves Rollins into the ring post and then places Rollins on the announce table. Rollins is laying on the announce table as Paul is climbing to the top rope. KSI is kind of like trying to not really hold Seth down, but he's got his phone and he's like, all right, I'll film you. All right, it's going, go. And so Logan's got a bottle of Prime. He gets to the top rope, takes a swig of it. And as he does, he does a Triple H spit. But as he's doing this, he's distracted. Seth then grabs KSI, still in, in, in mascot uniform, yanks him down onto the, the table. Logan jumps, boom, right through KSI, not Seth Rollins. So I liked this spot a lot. I think this is a very clever, creative spot because, I mean, we've seen Logan Paul now twice do the spot, the jump. I think he did it in the... I think he only did it in the Miz and the Roman match. I don't remember if he did it last year at Mania. Correct me if I'm wrong. So he does the thing, but it's different because he had a helper, and the helper got taken out. So Rollins then grabs Paul, throws him in the ring, hits a pedigree. One, two, crowd thinks this is the end, and no. Logan kicks out as the crowd are all on their feet because they thought, again, it was the finish. Paul then hits a go-to-sleep which Michael Cole said, oh, and Logan Paul with a go to sleep. Then he goes for a frog splash and only gets a two. Paul then tried to go for a coast to coast. He's like, we're in Los Angeles, and he's going coast to coast. But Rollins super kicked him out of midair and followed this up with a curb stomp to pick up the victory. I thought this match was great. I loved it. These two guys worked perfectly together, as many expected. And the big joke online was when KSI first ripped off the, the face, People thought it was it was our truth, <laughs> but anyways, I love this match. I thought it was really fun on a match or on a night that had a lot of really good fun matches. Crowd seemed to thoroughly enjoy it. And then afterwards, Logan Paul walks over to KSI, who's just laying dead, and he's like smacking him. He's like, "Hey, get up! We lost. We gotta go. Get up! Get up! Get up!" So. The next match we get is the six-woman tag team match. It's Damage Control against Trish Stratus and the tag team champions Becky Lynch and Lita. So Damage Control comes out first. And the first thing I think of when I see Bailey, because like I see her from the show from the side at first. And I'm like, oh, Buzz Lightyear. And then she like turns and her jacket's all, I don't know what she was supposed to be dressed as. But I saw the, the white and the green, and I'm like, Buzz Lightyear. Never mind, it's not Buzz Lightyear. Um, dang. Oh, dang. So they make their way out to the ring, damage control. And then we get a very interesting Sin City-inspired intro for Trish, Becky, and Lita, which was really cool. I thought that was really, really cool. Was, they had, you know, a video that played. And then when they came out at first, 
<clears throat> Everything was black and white with the fake rain. Like Sin City. If you haven't seen Sin City, go watch it. Great movie. So early on, uh, the teams faced off and brawled. Like they just went right at it early on. Damage Control did get controls. They worked over Lynch until she made a tag to Lita, who hit Sky with a headlock driver for a two. Sky distracted the referee at one point, so Kai knocked Lita from the top rope, and the heels did take over. Damage Control hit Lita with a super kick. Actually, I think it was more than one. And it went for the pin, and Lita kicked out. Lita then dropped Kai and Sky with a double DDT before making a hot tag to Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus actually wore a version of the same gear she wore last time WWE did WrestleMania in um, Hollywood. I'm going to pull that up on the screen right now just so you guys can see. So Trish Stratus wore this gear. Oh, now I can't get it. To... No, come on. Oh, come on. Now the image doesn't want to... I can just do it this way. I thought this was really cool. I thought it was cool that Trish paid homage to the last time they did WrestleMania in um, Los Angeles. And for some reason, I can't find... Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Oh, here we go. I found a good tweet about it. We'll pull up this person's tweet. So this was Trish. And the gear she wore. And they're not the best picture. WrestleMania 21. And then the gear tonight, WrestleMania 39. Actually, it's not that good of a comparison. Um, Is this one better? No. Now I can't. Here we go. This one's a good one. So it's got the, the short shirt. Gray pants and the suspenders. Short shirt, gray pants, suspenders. So there we go. Similar looking gear. Everybody just talking about how Trisha's tits looked huge. As we move forward with the match, um, Lynch and Lita assisted Trish in bringing Kai down from the top rope with a leg scissor onto her teammates. Stratus followed with a spine buster for a two. Trish and Lita did poetry in motion before Lynch hit Kai with a diving leg drop for a two. Lynch applied a disarmor, but it was broken up. Everyone started trading spots and shots and this and that, which included Trish hitting Stratisfaction on Bailey, giving Stratus a uh, uh, Trish hitting Stratisfaction and Bailey giving Stratus a Bailey to Belly. This then led to Kai knocking everyone out of the out with a moonsault from the top rope to the outside. Everyone brawled in the ring until Lita gave Sky a twist to fate and Stratus gave Kai a chick kick. Lita then hit a moonsault on both Kai and Sky down in the middle of the ring. Lynch gave Bailey a manhandle slam off the top rope, well, technically the middle rope, and then pinned her to pick up the victory. In my opinion, may have been, and I liked the match. I'm not saying I didn't like the match, but to me, may have been the weakest match of the night. Match went 14 and a half minutes, and again, may have been, if I'm ranking all these matches from best to worst, may have been at the bottom for me. But again, still really enjoyed it, but it may have been at the bottom for me. I am going to rank the matches on how I enjoyed them at the end, but we'll go and talk about that later, but this would be at the bottom for me. 
But before we had Ray and Dominic, they said that Bad Bunny was coming out to join the Spanish commentary for this next match. You get a good reaction from the crowd, old San Bertino. So Dominic's entrance featured a video of somebody in, in prison. And then all of a sudden, a prison van pulls out with cops all around it. They opened it, and there's Dom. He's got, I don't know if he had shackles on his feet because we couldn't see, but he had handcuffs on. And he was wearing a Rey Mysterio-style purple and gray mask with the, the Jamis control colors. And then he eventually pulls the mask off. And like, oh, he's showing so much disrespect wearing the mask and then ripping it off like that. Because he can't just wear a mask whenever he wants. He has to be given a mask per Lucha Libre customs. Because remember, Rey didn't have his mask until his uncle, Rey Mysterio Sr., thought that he deserved that mask. So Cole was screaming about how disrespectful this was and stuff. And then Ray's entrance starts. And they're in this tunnel. And it's an orange lowrider with Snoop Dogg driving and Ray in the passenger seat. And they're playing a Snoop Dogg song. I don't know what song it was because I don't really listen to Snoop Dogg music. And so they're coming out. And as the car comes out of the tunnel, all of a sudden we hear, Viva la raza! Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. They lie. We cheat. We steal. And I lost my shit to the point where I jumped up out of my chair with my hands. I'm going to reenact it right here. With my hands holding onto my chair. And I go like this. Oh, my God. My chair comes up like this. And good thing I didn't let go with this hand. Because I go like this. And I fling my chair up like that. And I go, oh. And I'm just like, they're playing Eddie's music. They're playing Eddie's music. Yes! And I lost my shit, almost threw my chair. Because I knew Ray, because we saw pictures from the trial, because that stagehand, that was just leaking so much crap all week. I don't know why they didn't fire him. But regardless, we saw the video that Ray was getting the Snoop Dogg entrance. But I was not ready for them to play Eddie's music, and I lost my shit. Like I said, I jumped up. For some reason, my hands were holding on to my chair, then one hand let go. The chair went this way. This hand didn't let go. And I went, oop, and threw it back down under me. That was funny. But that got me. That got me. It didn't get me emotional or anything. It didn't get me emotional like freaking when Johnny beat Grayson Waller. And then he's out there with Candace. And then here comes freaking Indy and Dexter. And they all hug. And I start crying. And I'm like, oh, my God, where's Austin? No, I wish Austin Theory wasn't a heel. The way, the way, the way. But that's another story for another time. Did make me cry when Johnny and Candace were out there for most likely the last night they'll ever be in NXT for the most part. And the new NXT Women's Champion, Indy Hartwell, and Dexter come out. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. I love the way. I loved the way so much. Johnny is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. But um, Kid Vicious says, only because you don't listen to rap music. Well, duh, I only listen to country music. Anyways. Anyways. Great intro for Ray. His music then plays as he walks down the ramp. They also showed uh, and Angie and Aaliyah sitting at ringside. This match itself went 14 and a half minutes. Dom tried to use his size early on against his father. Um, but Ray has obviously seen this before and chucked Dom from the ring. Ray then avoided a charge and sent Dom into the middle turnbuckle. As Dom was bent over, 
Ray then pulled off his belt and just starts whipping Dom in the ass with it, giving him an ass whooping. Dom then falls out of the ring, and Angie's like, yeah, yeah, and the crowd's going nuts. So Dom falls to the outside, and he goes over to his mom and his sister, and he grabs the drink from Aaliyah, and he's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Because Aaliyah's yelling at Dom. So he throws the drink in her face, and I go, "Uh uh-oh. Uh oh! And Aaliyah starts to jump the barricade, and Ray runs over and goes, "No, no, 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 no!" He sits Aaliyah back down, gets knocked over by Dom. So Dom works over Ray, and caught his dad with a nice Michinoku driver in the ring for her too. Colvin yelled at Dom, or Cole Cole yelled that Dom wouldn't be here if it wasn't Ray for Ray, and Graves responded, "I wouldn't be here without my dad either, Cole." And then Ray's like, no. Or uh, Cole was like, no. He'd be working some bingo hall or something if he really wanted to be a wrestler. He wouldn't be here because, basically saying, if his father wasn't Ray Mysterio, he wouldn't have earned his spot in WWE yet or something along those lines. So Dom then gets in his mom's face. And finally Angie's had enough. She slaps him. Slaps him. Ray then shoves Dom face first into the post. Gives Angie a big kiss. And they go from there. Ray gave Dom a springboard crossbody back in the ring for a two. All of a sudden, appearing, Damian Priest and Finn Balor. One on either side of the ring. Looked like Ray went for a seated senton, but Dom flipped him onto the top turnbuckle, which looked very impressive and brutal. The ref quickly checked on Ray, and they showed Bad Bunny reacting in commentary. Dom then went for the three amigos, but Ray slipped after or slipped out after the first suplex and knocked him onto the middle turnbuckle. Ray hits a 619. Ray went to the top, but Balor distracted the referee while Priest knocked Ray off the top. Out would then come the LWO or Legado del Fantasma. They ran out, and they evened the odds with Santos Escobar wiping out Priest with a suicide dive. Dom then takes control and hits Ray with a 619, with the crowd boos vigorously. Dom then hits a frog splash, but Ray does kick out. Dom then exposes the top turnbuckle. But as the ref was trying to put it back together... Dom then grabs a chain that was placed in the corner by Damian Priest. So Priest had taken off this like blazer he was wearing and carefully placed it in the corner because, well, he was concealing this chain. As Dom's got the chain in his left hand, I want to say it is. Maybe it's his right hand. I don't remember. I think it was his left hand. He raises it up kind of like over the ropes. Bad Bunny jumps up on the apron and takes the chain from him. Crowd pops huge. Ray then takes advantage. Hits him with a 619, hits Dom with a frog splash, and pins him one, two, three to pick up the victory. So Dom gets beat by old Pops. So, wait, Nolan Lopez says, in traditional Mexican discipline, Ray used the belt. Traditional Mexican discipline? That's any discipline. We got the belt growing up, and I'm whiter than white. So after the match, Ray helps Angie and Aaliyah into the ring, and they all celebrate. And I loved this because there's a shot of the three of them hugging in the ring. Then it cuts to the three members of Judgment Day. They got their arms around Dom holding him up, and Dom's just like, oh, oh damn, I got beat. So I loved that that dynamic there of the three Mysterios in the ring celebrating, and then the three members of Damage, or not Damage Control, Judgment Day, super defeated, I guess you could say. Uh, this match was great. Uh, everyone played their roles perfectly. And for what this match was supposed to be, I thought it was perfect. 
for what it was supposed to be. Also, the match was sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. They had a Cinnamon Toast Crunch mascot out there. So, hey, KSI, put your put your goddamn um, prime suit back on and go fight the Cinnamon Toast Crunch guy tomorrow. We then see George Kittle sitting at ringside, tight end for the San Francisco 49ers. Remember that. Remember George Kittle's at ringside. The only celebrity I think they actually showed sitting at ringside. Like they showed Bad Bunny go to commentary. And of course, Pat McAfee showed up and whatnot. But I want to say that was the only actual celebrity they said was sitting at ringside. So we then get co-main event, I guess they called it. Rhea Ripley challenging Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And this match, so they say, made history. They stated that this was the first match in WrestleMania history where all competitors were female, the referee was a female, and the ring announcer was also a female. We had Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, referee Jessica Carr, and ring announcer Samantha Irvin, or Irvine Irving Irvin. This match? Oh, this match kind of starts. So this match had two portions for me, I, I guess you could say. It had the first 10 minutes. And the second 13, 14 minutes or so. Because I felt like there was a point in this match, like halfway through, where all of a sudden, it just went, doo, 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 doo. we're shifting into third. Woo, it kicked off. Not to say that the first half or the first three or the first quarter or whatever was bad, but they they paced, I felt like they paced themselves pretty well. And sometimes some may not like that. And I'm not saying I didn't. I enjoyed the entire thing. But there's a... Very visible, this match is now fully going instead of we were going good and now we're cranking it up. So Charlotte Flair had the early advantage, which the announcers chalked up to her experience, but Ripley took over and targeted the back. Charlotte tried to fight back, but Ripley hit a German suplex for a two. Charlotte came back with a backbreaker, a clothesline, and some chops. Charlotte went for a flying crossbody, but Ripley rolled through and tried to go for a riptide, but Charlotte spiked her with an impressive-looking DDT. Charlotte then tried a figure four, but Ripley countered into a cradle for a two before both women knocked each other down with some big boots. Ripley then responded with some strikes, but Charlotte cut her off with a follow-away slam. Charlotte went up with a moonsault, but Ripley ran up and brought her down with a super-released German suplex. Got a two off of it. Charlotte then came back with a natural selection for a two. Charlotte tried to go for a spear outside the ring, but Ripley moved, and she went shoulder first into the steel steps. Ripley then set up for the riptide, but Charlotte hit a German suplex of her own. Ripley then hit back elbows and a released German where Charlotte landed on her face. They showed it multiple times. Charlotte then came back with a big boot and got a two off of it. Ripley then spilled to the outside as of the ring, so Charlotte hit a moonsault. They said this is Charlotte's MO. This is Charlotte's big move. This is vintage classic Charlotte Flair, which is the moonsault to the outside. Ripley avoided a spear afterwards in the ring and hit a riptide for a very close near fall. The ref also had to avoid not getting hit with the spear. She almost did. Charlotte then tried to go for a small package and got a two. Ripley applied a prism trap to standing cloverleaf. I guess that's the new name they gave it because that's what they called it tonight. First time I've heard it called the prism trap. Maybe I don't pay enough attention. I don't know. But Charlotte slipped out and drove Ripley into the turnbuckle. 
where they narrowly collided with the referee again. A Jessica Carr move out the way. Carr then hits a spear and gets a near fall. They traded some forearms, but Charlotte booted Ripley and applied a figure four. But then Ripley quickly got a rope break. Charlotte tried a follow-up slam off the middle rope, but Ripley blocked it and drove her face first into the post. Ripley then hit a riptide off the top and, well, picked up the victory. So basically the finish of the match was Charlotte was standing on the middle rope. Ripley was on, like, the apron. And Ripley hits Charlotte, I don't know exactly how, and, like, pulls her down face first on the turnbuckle post. So Charlotte's dead, just passed out, knocked out. Rhea climbs to the top, grabs her, riptide off the top rope. One, two, three. Rhea Ripley, new SmackDown Women's Champion. Ripley kind of made some history here. First off, Ripley is, I think, the second woman, yes, the second woman, I want to say, to win both the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships at WrestleMania. Bianca Belair is the other. Bianca did it, I want to say, back-to-back nights or years. uh, Rhea did it two out of three years. So she did it two years ago at 37 and then tonight at 39. But I wrote something down here because I did some looking, looking. Rhea Ripley is the first woman to win the NXT Women's Championship, the NXT UK Women's Championship, the Raw Women's Championship, the SmackDown Women's Championship, and the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. The only championship that Rhea Ripley has not won in WWE is the NXT Women's Championship. She's also won the Royal Rumble. So, really, to be the ultimate, grand ultimate champion, or whatever you want to call it, of all of WWE, she needs a Money in the Bank victory, and she needs to go back to NXT and win the NXT Women's Women's Tag Team titles, and then there's nothing else for her to win for the first time. Yeah, Ripley's won almost everything. And honestly, that's more than any woman, even Bailey, can say. Because Bailey's won everything on the main roster except for the Rumble. Rhea's won everything on the main roster except for Money in the Bank. Same with Charlotte. Charlotte's won everything but Money in the Bank. But Rhea's got the thing of, hey, I've also won the UK belt, which none of you bitches have. So Rhea does have that distinguishing honor of being one of... There's only five NXT women, UK women's championships, women, uh, NXT, UK women's champions. I want to say the champions were Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, Mako Satomura, Kaylee Ray, now up a fire. That might be actually it. Yeah, those, those four, the only NXT UK women's champions. And they don't have NXT UK anymore. So technically, no one can take that from Rhea as being the only woman to win. NXT, so Rhea's won every main singles championship to win in the last decade. NXT, NXT UK, Raw, SmackDown. No woman can take that from her. No one can take that from her. But then they're going to do NXT Europe, and then they're going to build a woman's Europe title, and yeah, we'll see how that goes. So this show was just moving. And grooving. And it was like boom, 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 boom. 
And there's an hour and a half left in the show when this match started. And I'm like, oh my God, they're gonna they're gonna end early. Show's supposed to end at 9 p.m. Eastern. They're gonna end early. Because at this point, we think they're just going straight into that tag title match. But nope. You actually get a backstage segment, which was rare for this show. It's Austin Theory uh, being interviewed by Byron Saxton. Byron interviewed Austin Theory, and Theory said that he made John Cena believe and asked us, quote, do you believe in Austin Theory now? I guess that needed to be on the show. Go back to the ring, and there's The Miz and Snoop, where they announced that tonight's attendance was 80,497. I don't know if that's the real number. The number going around as of yesterday was like 75, I think. Let me look at WrestleTix and see what they're they are putting out there. Um, let's go let's go see what WrestleTix is putting out really fast. They will have a more accurate number. Um, WrestleTix is saying, let's see, for night one, oh, this is interesting. As of 7.30 p.m. this morning, WrestleTix stated that the, that the arena was set up for 66,668 and that 66,011 or 66,113 had been distributed as of this morning. Yet WWE announced 80,000. So, oh, uh, that's a difference of 14. That's a difference of 14,000 that they inflated. Holy crap. They inflated that number by 14,000. Because I doubt there's 66,000 people sitting in, in the stands and another 14,000 backstage or whatever. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. So they inflated this number big if the number WrestleTix has is true. Um, let's see. WrestleTix kept updating throughout the day. Oh, wait. Okay, WrestleTix's final number was 67,103. They said they added more seats, sold more tickets today. So there we go. But Snoop says the only thing better than those numbers would be if Miz had a match tonight. And Miz goes, I agree. That's why I put out an open challenge all over social media. But to my surprise, nobody answered. You know why? Because they're afraid to face me. And as Miz says that, we then hear, let's go. And out comes Pat McAfee. Woo! We got Pat McAfee on the show. Oh, boy. Which the crazy thing here was, screw you, Nick Khan, you lying ass, cheating bastard. In an interview recently, earlier this week, and was like, oh, well, uh, we have no plans. We haven't talked to Pat McAfee about being on WrestleMania. So, uh, yeah. Either Thursday, they hadn't talked to Pat yet, or this was set up, or... So, either Thursday and earlier, they hadn't talked to Pat yet, and this was set up, like, yesterday, or old Nick Khan lion to try and surprise us, which I'm okay with Nick Khan doing it. It's when PR does it, and PR's not the one that lied here, so... Because PR don't lie to media. That's the thing. When PR says something, like with the Randy Orton stuff to Dave Meltzer, he's like, PR told me. And they even said, hey, Randy ain't close to returning. Please put that out. Please put that out on your website or your Twitter or whatever. But regardless, 
Nikon can lie and try to keep something a secret or lie to make something a surprise. PR don't. PR never said anything about Pat, so we're cool with that. Anyways, Pat makes his way out to the ring, and he's like, Hey, Miz, I live on social media. I'm on Twitter 24-7, basically. I didn't see an open challenge, but I'll take you on if you want to fight, because this right here that I'm wearing is my WrestleMania tank top. And it's this normal kind of black tank top with a bunch of gold gems, I guess you could put onto it. And Miz is like, oh, sorry, uh, I don't have the power. I'm just the host to make matches. I, I can't make matches. And McAfee goes, oh, well, hey, Miz, your tiny balls are showing. And Snoop kind of snarls. And then Pat goes, tiny balls, tiny balls, tiny balls. And the crowd starts chanting, tiny balls, tiny balls. And Snoop loses it. And he's like, <laughs> trying to compose himself. And then Pat McAfee's like, well, good thing for you, Miz. There's somebody here that can make a match. What do you say, old Snoop? And Snoop's like, well, you know what? Get a referee down here and let's make this match. He jumps out of the ring and goes, hey, Miz, I got to go. I'll see you later. Miz starts yelling at Snoop, and the bell rings. The match is underway. Miz takes off his coat, unbuttons the top or two, two buttons on his, in his shirt, and runs at Pat. But Pat hits him with a nice-looking spine buster. So this match goes three and a half minutes. Uh, McAfee knocked Miz from the ring, and Miz wanted to leave. Miz is like, ah, I'm just going to walk away. All of a sudden, he turns around, and there's George Kittle. Tied in for the San Francisco 49ers. Remember, we told you earlier, sitting ringside. So for some reason, I think Kittle may have mouthed off to him, and Miz shoves George Kittle. So Kittle jumps to the barricade and clotheslines the Miz, which... Should have been a DQ for Pat, but it wasn't. I don't know where the ref was. Pat then gets to his feet or gets onto the ropes. He's like, yeah. And he looks down at Kittle. He's like, my man, my man, George Kittle. Which funny thing here is George Kittle was at Mania last year. And on the new 24 documentary, there's an interaction backstage with George Kittle and Pat McAfee. But McAfee then hit Miz with a dive off the top rope and follows up with a punt kick to pick up the victory. McAfee and Kittle then celebrated in the ring. So, very cool. So, at about 8.15 Eastern, there's technically 45 minutes left in the show, and the announcers start running down the card for night two. It's a commercial or two or anything. I guess they're trying to just fill a few minutes. And then they say, now we would like to introduce Lil Uzi Vert. And they say, performing a song. I don't know what song it was. I don't even know who Lil, Lil Uzi Vert is. So he sings part of a song. I don't know if it's the whole song or not, but it seems like it was only part of the song leading into the Usos entrance. Usos enters first. They get to the ring. Kevin Mullen's music hits. Kevin does his little entrance on the stage. He goes to one side. There's a little platform on either side for wrestlers to stand on and be like, yeah, Ooh, so he goes to one side. He then goes to the other side to pander to the crowd and then comes back to the middle. And he looks back. And we hear, oh, 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 let's go. Crowd just singing along with Tammy Zane's music. He comes out with Kevin Owens there waiting for him. And, oh, we're about to get one of the best matches we've seen in a very long time. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn go down to the ring. Kevin Owens wearing a fucking zip-up hoodie. 
And we go. We go for 24 and a half minutes. Zane and Jimmy started off. And they're going at it. And they start, but then Jay tags in. He's like, uh-uh, I want it. I want it. Jay, with an assist from Jimmy, got the advantage over Sammy. Owens complained to the referee that it wasn't like a legal tag in or something. I don't know what he was complaining about. And he just went back to the corner or whatever. I don't, I don't know. After a couple of minutes, Zayn fought off both Usos and tagged in Kevin. He wiped out the Usos with a senton to the outside. Owens gave Jimmy a frog splash off the apron and a frog splash to Jay in the ring for a two. Jay blocked a stunner attempt and hit a lifting neckbreaker for a two. Owens tried a senton bomb, but Jay got his knees up and Jimmy, who made the blind tag with Jay on the like ropes or whatever, followed this up with a splash for a two. Owens dodged a Jimmy run. Uh, he went for like a hip attack in the corner and he hit two super kicks and a cannonball. Jay tried to attack Owens, so Zayn gave him a brain buster on the apron. Owens hit Jimmy with a senton bomb for a near fall. Zane then raised his finger in the air and gave Jimmy a Uso splash for a near fall with the fans chanted, Ole, 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 ole. Where Michael Cole said, El Generico would be happy to hear those ole chants. Like, oh, hey, cool callback reference to the past. Like, not even WWE past, but the past past. So Zane hit Jim, uh, Jimmy with a blue thunder bomb, but Jay had made the blind tag and hit uh, hit a um, jumping super kick for a two. Jimmy hit Zane with a super kick, and Jay hit a super kick, and they both hit super kicks. But then Owens broke up a pin attempt. Jimmy sent Owens out of the ring and hit yet another super kick. Usos hit Zane with a double super kick, but Zane just barely, barely, barely rolled up that shoulder, uh, kicking out. Jimmy tagged in, and they hit double super kicks for a two. Then, the shit just starts getting just, oh my god, crazy good. Jay tags in, and they go for the 1D, but Owens trips up Jimmy. Sammy cradles Jay for a two. Owens wanted the powerbomb, uh, wanted to powerbomb Jimmy on the announce table, but Jay made the save. Jimmy and Jay, they gave Owens a double choke slam through the announce table, leaving Sammy all by himself down in the ring. Usos against Sammy a 1D. Think maybe it's over. Oh my God, they're actually going to not do the good. The, 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 ha, ha, ha. And then Sammy kicks out. And Michael Cole loses his crap because he's like, oh my God, Corey, the first person to ever. Sammy Zayn is the first person to ever kick out of the 1D from the Usos. Corey, Corey's like, that is true, Cole. And Cole's losing his shit. Crowd's going nuts. Oh my God, he kicked out. Jay then hammers. I mean, hammers away at Zane, who was not really fighting back. He's like dead. Jay then props Sammy up in the corner, hits him with a halluva kick. Well, his version of it at least. Jay then starts yelling at Sammy, grabbing at him saying, you try to ruin my family. You try to ruin the bloodline. You try to uh, come between me and my brother, me and my twin. And he hits an explode. Uh, but Zane grabs him and hits an exploder into the turnbuckles. Owens would finally reemerge upon the apron. And he's, he's like, come on, tag me, tag me. Zayn makes the tag. Kevin then gives a pop-up powerbomb to both Usos. Zayn then gave Jimmy a halluva kick, while Owens gave Jay a stunner for a close near fall. Crowd's on their feet. Nobody, nobody is sitting down in this building. All four men get to their feet, come together, and they start just going. 
in the middle of the ring. Owens hands out a super kick, but then Owens ate a super kick, and the Usos super kick Zayn off the apron. Usos give Owens a double splash, but Kevin kicks out. The Usos then super kick Owens against the turnbuckle. They set it for a big spot, but Zayn yanked Jimmy out of the ring and tossed him over the announce table. Wipe off my glasses. I got a smudge on it that's making it hard to read. Owens then drops Jay with an avalanche fisherman's buster, and Owens tags in Sammy. He basically, like, hits, hits it, and he's like, Sammy! Zane and Jay, the legal men. Zane hits Jay with her luva kick, and then another. Owens then drops Jimmy with a stunner. Sammy then hits a third haluva kick and pins Jey Uso to pick up the victory and win the Tag Team Championships. Yes, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens win the belts. They get that one, two, three. Huge pop. Huge pop. We see Sami's wife crying like waterfalls in the front row. Cut back to the ring. Kevin grabs Sammy, pulls him in for the hug. Crowd goes bananas again. They got both belts now. They're, yeah! Pyro's going off. And there we go. They, they, uh, posed with the crowd as the crowd is singing Sammy's song. Uh, And the show goes off the air with the best moment they could have had with night one. Yes, Rhea got a great reaction when she beat Charlotte Flair for the belt. Maybe that should have been the main event. But in my opinion, and I've been saying this since the match was announced, even before the match was announced, this is your match that you need to go on last. This is the one that, again, Rhea got a great reaction winning the belt. But it was nothing compared. And I don't want to say nothing, but it was not the same. Sammy and Kevin winning. Got such a bigger reaction. So phenomenal. Great way to end the show. You got, again, Kevin and Sammy in the ring, holding up the belts, hugging together. So Sammy's wife crying in the front row. Only thing that could have made it better was maybe Kevin's wife with his two kids in the front row or something, maybe sitting with Sammy's wife. I don't know where they were, but... Oh. WrestleMania Night 1's in the books, and all I'm going to say is, hey, hey, all you working tomorrow, whether you're Finn Balor or Edge or Kevin, or no, uh, the Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, you better have your working boots on because you got a hell of a task ahead of you to, to compete with what they did tonight. NXT this morning, fantastic show. That show was great as well. So I'm like, oh, main roster, you got some work to do. And then tonight, Night one, oh man, was this such a good show. So night two, you got a lot of work to do just to outdo night one. But oh man, such a great show. Such a great just lineup of matches that all delivered. And now some may ask, what did you like the most? What did you like the worst? What did you this and that? And da -da -da -da. So I'm going to give you <clears throat> my quick and dirty on what I thought was the best and the worst of the eight matches that did take place. And actually I'm going to go... Seven matches. I'm not going to count the Miz and Pat McAfee. It was a throw in in there. Didn't really count three and a half minute match. But if I'm ranking everything else. Um, 
looking at the lineup really fast right here. I would say we'll go from bottom to top. Well, actually, we'll go, no, we'll go bottom to top. Uh, if I'm ranking these one through seven, number seven was the six-woman tag. Number six was the U.S. title match. Number five was the four-way showcase tag match. Number four was Ray and Dom. Number three was Rollins and Logan Paul. Number two was the SmackDown Women's title match. And number one was the tag title match, the main event, the closer. That's how I would rank the matches tonight. And I'm also going to put a graphic out later, ranking them as well. I think that's something cool that I'm going to start doing. Rank the pay-per-view matches. But now it's time to hear from you guys. It's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's show. So remember, you can call or text in 510-906-1341. Again, that's 510-906-1341. The number, I'm going to put it in the live chat again. But it's also pinned at the top of both live chats. So while we wait for, we got a couple text messages, but while we wait for calls and whatnot, more text messages to come in, or check the polls. Actually, we're going to wait on the Twitch poll because I forgot to do it. We got time though. Twitch poll is going on now. Hit that up. Let me know what you thought. But we can check the other polls. So let's pull, let's refresh all those polls first. Let's refresh the polls. So as far as the mm, also really cool, uh, just see this on I saw this just now on Twitter. Amanda Huber, the wife of Brody Lee, was at WrestleMania with the two boys. Awesome to see. I bet you they're going to be there going crazy for Cody tomorrow because they love Cody. Um, as far as the Twitter poll does go. 92% liked WrestleMania night one. This is with over 500 votes in the poll. Over 550 uh, votes. So 92% liked it. 4% thought it was just all right. And 2% did not like it. We actually have some comments on here. First one says, loved it, bro. First it says, what a great first night for the greatest spectacle. It's 39th birthday was just last night. Uh, um... Yeah, greatest. Uh, yeah, so basically, saying it was a great night, and then another one that says loved it. As far as the YouTube community poll does go, ninety percent liked it, eight percent thought it was just all right, and two percent did not like it. Are some of the comments here? This person says ten out of ten, best WrestleMania I've seen in years. Person says um, best night in WrestleMania history. Shocked and blown away. I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, this one says, this is why WrestleMania always delivers. Another one says, one of the best we've had in a long time. That's true. Another person says, 10 out of 10. First says, freaking awesome. Can't wait till night two. Um, another one says, awesome show. This one says, this is not an April, I like this one. This is not an April Fool's joke. Sammy and Kevin really won the belts. I like that. I like that. Person says, Roman Reigns, you're next. And this one says, yeah, I'm not going to read that trolling AEW comment. And this one says, the effing nightmare of, what? Oh, this person's mad that the Usos lost. 
far as the YouTube live poll does go. Eighty-six percent liked the show. Nine percent thought it was just all right, and three percent did not like it. Um, let's just see a few more things here before. Remember, you guys can call or text in with your thoughts. 510-906-1341. We do have a couple text messages right now. Actually, we have a call coming in. Let's grab that before we do anything else. Let's grab that call really quickly. Caller, you're on the air. What did you think of WrestleMania? And they hung up right away. Okay. Never mind on that one. They call, and then they hang right up. Um, some of the text messages here. This one says, what are your thoughts on KO and Sammy becoming the new tag team champions? We talked about that. And this person says, match of the night in your opinion. Talk about that as well. The tag title match in the main event. Uh, Wayne Montgomery, I don't see your, I don't know what you're talking about. You, so I don't see your tweet or whatever. I got a lot of tweets tonight. Uh, he says, I sent you about the crowd stuck. I don't know what that means. The crowd stuck. Crowd stuck at mania. I don't know what you mean by that. I don't, I don't know. Did you send it to my personal Twitter or did you send it to my, the PWU Twitter? Cause I don't see a tweet from you, Wayne. Let's see. Hold on. I might be able to see it this way. Okay. Here we go. Let's try this call again really fast. Caller, you're on the air. What'd you think of WrestleMania? Well, Hello? What'd you think of Mania? Oh, hey. Maybe it's a delay. Hello? Can you hear me? You're talking wrestling, right? Yes, what'd you think of WrestleMania? Yeah, I thought it was fucking so fucking good tonight. I, uh, but also that, uh, the Usos lost tonight. I think that means Roman's winning tonight. Tomorrow. Interesting way to look at it. I can see why you would think that. You got any it's, other? Th- it's I. I think. Well, I just don't think Cody's the guy to bring. But also, we saw on on SmackDown, uh, he uh, he only showed he only showed the WWE Championship. That is an interesting. Which everyone yeah. made a big deal. Go for it. But um, yeah, it's it's. I don't think Cody. I don't. I really don't think Cody's gonna win tomorrow night. Okay. Well. And I know everyone wants him. Right. He is the fucking. He's the. He's the guy. He's the guy. But I don't think he. I. I don't personally think he is the guy. I think uh, Roman should keep going. I mean, you're not. You're not the only person to tell me that tonight. I had a friend text me and go. I think Roman wins tomorrow. So you're not the only one in thinking that. Yeah. So with that, I want to say thank you for the call and have a great night. Yeah, you too. All right. Remember, you guys can also call in and even text in 510-906-1341. Wayne, I found your tweet. I don't know what this is about, though. A fan says they were trapped inside SoFi Stadium. I don't know what this is all about and what this means. 
was that when they were trying to leave, oh, I'm not even going to dignify this because I see who it's from, who's tweeting this. As a troll guy, as a guy that likes to just start shit and create rant. Yeah, no, I'm not even going to read that. I see who who they're quoting and who they who tweeted it. No offense, I'm not I'm not going to even get onto that. But with that, if we don't have any more calls or any more texts, it's going to wrap up the show. I want to say thank you for joining me here, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. I also want to thank you if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, whether you're watching live or later, or if you're listening on podcast services all around the globe, like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, uh, iHeartRadio, and so much more. But with that, we still got night two tomorrow of WrestleMania, so we'll be back tomorrow to break that whole show down as well. So with that, have a great night, guys, and we'll see you tomorrow for night two. Have a good one, guys.